This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Sybin. It's time once again for your weekly wrap-up, and today we're going to be talking about online scams. There are so many out there. We're getting inundated with scams constantly, and I found some great resources that you can use to educate yourself and your loved ones. Lots to talk about now, so let's get to it. Now, what prompted me to talk about this topic today was this article in Market Watch about Shark Tank star Barbara Corcoran. Her company lost almost $400,000 in an email phishing scam. Uh, She was, though, able to get the money back before it ended up at its final destination with the scammer. So in this instance, there was a happy ending. But in most cases, there is not a happy ending. In fact, uh, $26 billion has been lost to email fraud since 2016. It's a remarkable amount of money. And the playbook here is almost exactly the same in every instance. Uh, Corcoran's bookkeeper got an email that she thought was from Emily, Corcoran's assistant, asking to send over a very specific amount of money to a German company called FFH Concept. And the person posing as Emily was able to convince the bookkeeper that this was all in the up and up and we needed to get the money out ASAP. And I'm sure this bookkeeper is wiring money all over the place and probably having a lot of those requests made via email and didn't think twice about it. And Emily, quote unquote, (laughs) was able to uh, make it appear as though she was, in fact, the real Emily and had a very detailed response to the bookkeeper's questions. And uh, what likely happened here, we don't know specifically in this instance, but what likely happened here is that Emily's email was likely phished, not hacked, but somebody probably sent her a fake login request Uh, She put her password in. There likely wasn't second factor authentication. And now the scammer has access to all the different transactions that Emily was asking the bookkeeper to do. So they were able, in this case, to really trick the bookkeeper into thinking that this was another legit request, whereas a simple phone call from the bookkeeper to Emily uh, would have validated that this was, in fact, not a valid request and from a scammer. Uh, At my old job, we had something very similar happen. We had a guy overseas who was doing a lot of sourcing for us. Uh, His English wasn't very good to begin with, by the way. So sometimes when you look at the grammar of the email, you can figure it out. In our case, we had no idea it wasn't him initially. Uh, What happened was his email was phished. Uh, The phisher then uh, went through the email and tried to kind of learn about how our processes worked. He emailed our purchasing guy and asked them to wire money over to a new bank account. And that's what raised the red flag for us because we controlled all the bank accounts would have no need to wire him money anywhere else. Uh, We called him on the phone. Sure enough, he hadn't made the request and we asked him to change his email password. And what do you know, three days later, the guy got fished again because he wasn't too up on uh, his online security and he was very easily duped, unfortunately. Uh, We tried to get him to put on two-factor authentication. He couldn't figure it out. You know, long story short, we stopped conducting business with him over email and only did it directly over the phone. And this is the kind of stuff you got to think about because even if you don't have a lot of money, but you have access to the authority to send money, you're going to be a target for this stuff. And your job could be on the line here, too. So this is something really to uh, keep in mind here and really validate 
every request that's made for you uh, with the person that is requesting it, either in person or over a phone call. Otherwise, you could fall into this trap. So let me show you a few other potential scams to be on the lookout for. Uh, this email came in from what looked like my friend Herb a few months ago. Uh, now, initially, I was like, huh, I wonder if Herb needs some help buying a gift card until I kind of read things closer and then looked at his email address and, of course, looked at how the email was signed. Uh, so this was from Herb's abandoned Yahoo account, an email account he wasn't using anymore. And as we all know, Yahoo mail accounts are significantly compromised. They had a huge leak of millions and millions of account uh, username and password combinations. There was a big class action settlement over this. And of course, scammers are having a field day with this database because they can just test out all these different email accounts and get into one. And of course, if you have access to the email account, you can see who these people talk to on a regular basis and send out these scam emails. Uh, in this instance, Herb, quote unquote, uh, was asking me to buy an eBay gift card for his nephew because he was out of town traveling. Uh, and of course, I didn't fall for this. And hopefully, uh, Herb changes his password there. Uh, another request came in from a friend of mine named Bob. Same request here, except this one was a lot more direct about two weeks later. So if this is the same person doing both of these, apparently he wasn't getting enough of a response with the soft ask. So he went right to the hard ask here. Hey, go out and buy me an eBay gift card for 300 bucks and uh, send me the picture of the card and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, this is a new one. I haven't seen these uh, before. So just be on the lookout for that. Now, this next one came in just the other day from some people trying to fish me on my YouTube account here. Uh, so they make this look like it's a YouTube terms of service update, which did happen not too long ago. And they lifted some language that YouTube had sent out. So the grammar here isn't bad. The problem they have, though, is that uh, they put the date that you have to act by uh, in 2019, when in fact this email came in uh, two days after this date in 2020. And they're telling you, hey, you got to take action on this right now. Otherwise, you know, we're going to strike your account. And then if you put your mouse over the link here, this is what's really scary, is that it's not going to some fake scammer site. It's actually dropping you off on the Google OAuth page to authenticate your account. So what happens here is you go to the page, you log into your Google account, and then it's going to ask for permission to perhaps manage the YouTube account, for example. After that's done, the scammers now have access to your YouTube channel. And this is a huge issue that's been impacting a number of creators. Uh, most of the people that are getting this kind of attack now are being sent emails from potential sponsors who are saying, hey, we need to check your traffic. Can you give us access to your channel to look at it? Uh, after you do that, they take over your channel. And it prompted the Creator Insider channel here to do a whole video on this topic so that you can be aware and alerted to it. And this is one example where two-factor authentication is not going to help you because you're legitimately logging into your account. You might get challenged for that second factor, but once you're in there, it's passing over an authentication token to the scammers. And it's hard to get rid of this system because other uh, legitimate uses of your account still require this API. So this is something that you have to be really diligent about. And a lot of times the emails you're going to get from YouTube won't even necessarily prompt you to click on something. They might have a link somewhere that you might click on just to see if that copyright strike is valid. But they're getting really clever about this stuff. And had they, and granted, I would never have clicked on this, but I think had they not screwed up the date here, a lot of people would get more convinced that this might be something legitimate that they have to act on. So really be careful now. And what I do if I ever see one of these notifications come across my way is rather than clicking through on the email, 
I'll go over to YouTube directly and see if there is a strike there in my account. If there's not, obviously it was a phishing attempt. Now here's another example of an email I received recently. Uh, This is not the exact one that I got. I pulled this from the scams subreddit on reddit.com, but it's pretty much the same thing that I received. And this is the fake Apple store purchase receipt. And they make you think that you bought an app on iTunes for like $20 or something, enough that you would want to kind of figure out what the heck happened. And I was looking through this like, wow, this looks really legit. And they didn't put a link front and center like, hey, click here to get this fixed. There was a little tiny link at the bottom, maybe very similar to how Apple's receipts look, saying, if you need to dispute this, click here. Again, very small, and it looked really legit. Of course, if you look at where the email came from in this case, uh, you can see that this is not a legitimate source address. So they didn't take the time to spoof the Apple address. But nonetheless, you can see this email does look pretty legit. Uh, And what I did, of course, is not click through that link, but rather uh, loaded up my Apple account on my phone just to see if something had been purchased and it wasn't. And I said, oh, there's another scam that came through. So this is what's happening now. And most people don't fall for this, but enough people do that uh, these scammers are able to profit pretty handedly from this. And they're really outside the reach of law enforcement throughout most of the Western world. These are smaller crimes in the uh, singular, of course, large in the aggregate, and the host countries where these scams are happening from just aren't taking an interest in stopping them. So we're really uh, at a significant risk here, and you've got to be vigilant all the time. Now, here's another scam that we got impacted with at my old company. Uh, This is called the fake check scam, and the text you see up here is from that scam subreddit. Uh, And this involved people who were selling things on Craigslist, getting a call from somebody saying, hey, I know you're selling this uh, camcorder for 500 bucks, uh, but I'm going to mail you a check for $1,500. And can you cash the check and just mail us back the difference? And what they did is they stole the account number and routing number from one of the checks that my company was sending out to people uh, and took that information and made their own checks, mailed that to the person who was selling the item on Craigslist. And then we were getting calls from all of these people all over the United States saying, hey, is this check legit? Like, did you actually send us this check? Because it just seems odd to us. And thankfully, most of the people that got the check called us first, but a few didn't. They actually cashed the checks Thankfully, our bank was looking at the checks as they came through and saw that these checks did not look like the ones we typically sent out, and they were able to stop the payment. But there are people that are significantly impacted by this. Uh, What was interesting is after all this ended, uh, the people that were doing this got arrested, and I was getting uh, uh, victim impact statements from the government about where this person was and where they were going. And the guy only served like a couple of years in prison and then was let off on parole. Uh, And I think he was later rearrested for doing the same scams all over again. So this is another thing to be on the lookout for. Now, here's another one that my wife's grandmother got hit with, and she was about 92 at the time that this happened. Uh, She gets a call out of the blue from some guy in Jamaica, and he says, hey, we have your grandson in custody, and if you want to get him out, you got to bail him out with $5,000. And what they did is they uh, basically went on Facebook, and because her profile was accessible there, Uh, They were able to get, of course, her name. They could look up her name in the phone book. And they also got the name of all of her relatives because they were on the Facebook page with her. And and they were able, just from that public listing, get all this information to call her up and try to confuse and trick her into sending all this money over. And they even had somebody else come on the line with kind of an American-sounding accent uh, to pretend to be the grandson. And, of course, she was so freaked out that she thought this was happening. Uh, The grandmother calls my wife 
and says, hey, we got to send $5,000 over here immediately. And this was like first thing in the morning. And my wife's freaking out trying to get all the bank stuff together. And I said, hold it. Has anyone tried calling the grandson to see if he's around? And sure enough, they called him. He wasn't in Jamaica. He was at work. And there you go. So pick up the phone every once in a while to validate what's going on here. But I could see how uh, someone who has direct access to their funds and might be susceptible to a scam like this might fall for it. So that's another thing to let your relatives know about. Now, there is a great master post on this scam subreddit that I strongly suggest you check out. Uh, What they do really effectively here is succinctly define each of the scams that you or your loved ones may encounter. And then they have links to much more detailed information if you want to learn more about how these things are being conducted. It's really a great resource. I strongly suggest you check it out because there's a couple of things on there that I hadn't seen before that I thought you might find interesting. This one's crazy, the triangulation fraud, uh, where you make a purchase on a site like Amazon or eBay for an item at a lower than market price. You then receive the item that was clearly purchased new at full price. Uh, The scammer uses a stolen credit card to order your item and then the listing profit goes to the scammer, and then you may be forced to return the item if it was fraudulently purchased, and you'll be out all the money. That's crazy. So there is a lot to see on this subreddit, and I strongly suggest you check this out, and again, share it with your friends and family. Uh, Now, I've got two YouTube channels for you to check out about some of these scams and how they operate, and to some degree, just how uh, industrialized they have become in their execution. So Jim Browning's site, we've talked about him before. Uh, He's got a series that he's posting now called Spying on the Scammers, and he actually was able to hack his way into a scam shop and got access to their closed-circuit television cameras in addition to all of their systems, and he details exactly how this stuff works Uh, This operation was owned by a legit IT company in India. They set up this call center in a building behind their main headquarters, and they were profiting from scamming people throughout the world. Crazy stuff. you got to watch it. He's got a bunch more coming on that series. And then another one who's really entertaining is Kit Boga. We've talked about him before as well. And he's got this uh, character that he has where he sounds and acts like an elderly woman. And it's crazy to hear what these scammers do to try to extract money uh, from this woman. And what he does is he spends time with them on the phone just to waste their time. In some cases, he can uh, waste a week or more of their time trying to get money out of these folks. And uh, he's just got a great uh, channel here because it really shows you exactly how these calls work from start to finish and how evil these people really are in trying to steal money Uh, from the elderly and others who are very susceptible to this kind of scam. So definitely check out those two channels to learn more and send them to your friends and family so they can learn too. I would love to know what you think. Uh, Obviously, I'm just one person here on the planet. I've been potentially scammed or attempted to get scammed uh, hundreds of times. I would love to hear from you about some of the scams that you have encountered. Have you had friends that fell for it? Let me know down in the comments below. Let's have a conversation and maybe we can figure out some ways to really help those around us so that they don't get duped by these people who are looking to extract money from them. Now, before we wrap up here, I want to thank our newest supporters here on the channel. They include James McGill, who contributed via Patreon. We also have two new YouTube members, Liz Clinton and Joseph Goff. Thank you very much for your contributions. We also have some super chatters who contributed during one of my many live streams over the last week. 
Uh, they include Vinny T, Hot Sauce and Video Games, two of my favorite things, David Parker, Josiah Guernsey, Chonflay89, and Clean937Samuel. I want to thank everyone for their contributions this week, along with everyone who's contributed on an ongoing basis and all of you who watch on a regular basis, too, because all of those things equal channel growth. And I also want to apologize that we haven't updated the end credits in a while. Uh, that is happening this week for sure. In fact, after I finish shooting this video, that is next on my to-do list to get those credits rolled over. It's just gotten more complicated given that we have all these different sources. We've got to consolidate a lot of information, uh, but we will get those credits updated and we'll be trying to update them more frequently than we have been over the last couple of months. Now, if you want to support the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv support and make a monthly or a one-time contribution to the channel. And of course, you can also contribute via the YouTube membership program where we're seeing a lot of new folks join. Uh, that will give you a pretty cool badge that will appear next to your name when you are chatting or commenting uh, during one of our productions. Now, on the channel this week, we had two live streams. One was upgrading my gaming PC from a GTX 1080 to a 2080 Ti. Uh, we had a few little hiccups happen along the way there, but we did get it working towards the end, and I've since rectified a few of the other problems that you'll see on that video, but it was, it's working great. And I'm going to have a video uh, detailing what it's like to have a 2080 Ti a little later this week. I was looking to really get my VR thing working the way I want it to, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go and get this card. We may have shortages over the next couple of months, so let's just do it and see what happens. It might make a, a fun live stream and video, and sure enough, it did. Uh, we also looked at the new HP Chromebook X360, unboxing it and testing it. Uh, that was a live stream, but we also reviewed it on the main channel. And then, of course, on the Extras channel, we had unboxing videos of all the stuff that we uh, were unboxing live in those live streams and then we've got these three videos that were posted here on the main channel, a review of that X360 Chromebook. Uh, we also took a look at the Mr. and the AT Games Legends Ultimate Arcade Cabinet. Uh, this is a new thing from AT Games. It's actually working pretty nicely, and they let you connect external devices to the cabinet, and that also allows you to use the cabinet's controls without having to do any modifications, and it's working pretty nicely. It's got some kinks that they got to work out, but really good stuff. And then we had our top video of the week, which was a Thunderbolt dock, believe it or not. But this Thunderbolt dock supports USB-C and Thunderbolt 3, so it's very flexible for environments where you've got different types of devices connecting. We hooked it up to a whole bunch of stuff. Hopefully, everybody's questions are answered. You can check out all these videos in the master playlist down below. Now, this week, I have a whole bunch of stuff that is ready to go or just about ready to go. Uh, we're going to have a review of this very affordable gaming laptop from Asus. This is called the Tough. It starts at 649 with a GTX 1650 GPU and an AMD Ryzen processor, 120 hertz display, significantly good value, and we will be showing you what you can do with it a little bit later this week. Uh, once I get a few more things captured from my new gaming setup, we'll talk about how that 2080 card is working. Uh, it's working pretty darn nicely so far, and we'll talk more about it later in the week. I also hope to get some time to hook up my WiseLock, which I've been talking about for a while. I've got it in the box. I just haven't had a chance to get it out of the box and installed. Uh, this replaces the inside of your deadbolt lock. So you keep your existing key, keys and lock. You just change out the thing on the inside, similar to how that August lock works. And again, we'll have a review of this coming up soon, and I'll let you know all about it. And I'm also going to be doing a few buying guides over the next couple of months because I'm doing a lot more content on Amazon, and we're going to compare the new Mavic Mini drone to the Mavic Air. 
In case you were wondering how those compact drones differ, we'll tell you all about that. And if you want to get notified every time we go live or do anything on this channel, you can click on the bell so you get uh, notifications when we do anything. Uh, we also have other channels, including the Extras channel for unboxings and supplementary content. We have the podcast, which is an audio version of this show, along with interviews that I do on the radio from time to time and some other things that are relevant in audio form. Uh, this is now on Spotify as well. We have the Snippets channel, which has portions of my videos that are in more search-friendly uh, formats there. We have my live streams, of course, which you can see archives of all of our prior live streams. And then you've got my Amazon page down there where you can follow me and see when we go live on Amazon too. We do live streams on Amazon when we do them here on YouTube. Uh, you can engage with the channel with my email list, which is very infrequent. If we've got some big thing coming up, we'll let you know about it. The Facebook group is getting very close to 900 members, and we have a great uh, discussion platform there. It's a great way to hear from you all and get some good feedback on the show. And then we've got my store where I sell previously used items at prices lower than new. And this is no scam. They're legit because I've only got one of everything, which is the item that we actually reviewed here. And you can get an email alert every time we update the store by clicking on the link you see here. And that is going to do it for this week's weekly wrap-up. Thank you all for tuning in and let me know what kind of scams you have encountered out there. We'd love to hear some of the crazy things that are going on out in the world and how we can maybe prevent them from happening to others. And that's going to do it for now. Until next time, this is Lon Seibin. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by the Lon.TV supporters, including Gold Level supporters, the Four Guys with Quarters podcast, Tom Albrecht, Rajesh Logic GR and Kalyan Kumar If you want to help the channel you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month Head over to lon.tv slash support to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.